0: We have hundreds of thousands of people that talk about plant-pure nation that know our end goal here is to promote the power of whole food plant-based nutrition to not just prevent or stop these chronic diseases like cancer and heart disease and type 2 diabetes, but even reverse these diseases in their later stages.
1: Welcome to the Plant-Based Entrepreneur Show with your host, Jerry Saber. Hi, and welcome to episode 25 of the Plant-Based Entrepreneur Show. I'm your host, Jerry Saver, and this is the podcast for you if you're looking for inspiration and ideas on how to get started, or if you want to learn more about the skills to run a successful plant-based business. If you want to listen to this on the go, you can get the Plant-Based Entrepreneur Show both on iTunes and on Stitcher Radio. So if you're already using those apps, I'd really appreciate it if you can send some love our way and subscribe and write us a review because this way we get to reach even more people. And I also want to thank you all for the great feedback about our plan-based business opportunities inside the report. The downloads for that just keep increasing and it looks like we're on the right track to build a plan-based future together. So if you haven't got your copy yet, you can get it for free from our website, theplanbasedentrepreneur.com and learn for yourself which plant-based sectors have the biggest opportunity for growth in the next few years. And now, on with today's interview. My guest this week is Ron Gandisa, better known as Ronnie Tsunami. He's a long-time entrepreneur, business coach, musician, marketing expert. He's worked with companies like Microsoft and Time Warner, and you probably remember him from last year when he hosted the huge online Plant Pure Summit. He's also the Chief Operating Officer for Plant Pure Nation, and today we'll be talking about the skills that he brings to the table in his business projects, how he approaches business, as well as the skills that he teaches other vegan business owners to help them build their brand and increase sales. So, Ronnie, welcome to the show, man.
0: Hello, Jerry. As we say back home in Hawaii, aloha.
1: Aloha to you. Actually, I just realized that that intro was probably a bit too short for, for everything that you do. So, um, would you like to take it away and just tell tell the listeners who you are and what you do?
0: Sure. Uh, I started my business career, if you will, really back at the Pentagon. I worked uh, for the Air Force. So I was in the Air Force and uh, was in computer operations. And then I spread my wings and went into marketing and training and really a number of different fields. But I always consider myself a techie, so I always help even entrepreneurs now to build their businesses by leveraging the latest technologies. And as I say, go tsunami style, go big and fast, and that really stems back from my days in, in technology where I was always trying to do something better. Even at the Pentagon, I remember being told, oh, you know, if you're ordering computer parts, for instance, you know, it takes this long, and I was like, no, I think we could do it better. So I started my career in trying to improve things. And in fact, uh, at the Pentagon, we streamlined computer ordering by 97%, wow. which is a, a pretty big deal. In terms That's
1: a pretty of government. big number, yeah, especially in terms of government. <laughs> uh, I totally agree.
0: So I started in the military, and then I became uh, the director of uh, the Congressional Commission on Veterans Affairs. And then I ended up working with the government and, and the Secretary of Defense. So I was the lead network engineer for the Secretary of Defense that is back in the Clinton administration. Then I left the Pentagon, joined Microsoft at that time, and that's how I got to the Charlotte, North Carolina, which is where I'm now. And I worked with Microsoft, uh, being the liaison between Microsoft and NASA, uh, serving as the account manager, if you will, uh, for seven space centers. And then from there, wanted to learn more, got more into training and building training programs. And I became the CIO for a company called iTech in Maryland where I ended up building training programs. So I learned the engineering side of things, and I wanted to teach others how to uh, do engineering, whether it was a Microsoft or a certified system engineer or as a developer. And I built the Microsoft IT Academy. So, uh, and from there, the uh, Microsoft IT Academy ended up being a pretty large program. We, we rolled it out to 10,000 schools worldwide. So this was training people on Microsoft uh, technologies, whether as an end user using Microsoft Office, to all the systems engineering and and developers.
1: Yeah, so we're we're not talking you know training programs for a thousand people that would run as an online training course. We're talking training programs for hundreds and thousands of, of yeah,
0: people. Yeah, well, it, it's, it's for academic institutions, right? Yeah. So with ten thousand, we're talking we're talking millions of people for this training. So I rolled it out uh, for Bill Gates and and Microsoft, and love the training aspect, but. This is how I got pulled into marketing, because it's helping people to learn Microsoft technologies but increase, basically, the adoption rate of Microsoft technologies. And so I was working with all these marketing people within Microsoft, and uh, that's how I spread my wings and went from technology to training into marketing. And uh, for marketing, I ended up building a number of programs like Calminus, which was a an IT pro user group association of associations, meaning we had multiple groups. I grew that to about two million members in two years. That was really great because we got to build communities. So then I learned how to take it from technology to training, to marketing, to community building. And I started building a lot of different programs in bringing people together. And it's kind of funny because for the most part of my career, I really tried to automate things and take people out of the equation and now here I was building communities and basically trying to put people back into the equation. From there, uh, ended up dropping out of technology altogether. In a big spot of my career, I said, you know what? Did a lot of technology stuff, kind of got burnt out. And I uh, said, before I die, I'd like to become a musician. So I became a full-time musician. Uh, so you became a musician
1: after you've already done all that.
0: Did the technology, marketing, training, community building. And I said, you know, I'd like to be a musician. So I became a full-time musician as a keyboardist, singer, and songwriter. So did that for seven years. And uh, really had a great time. Got the tour with the Bonnie Tsunami and the Wave Riders. or Some people call this the Tsunami Wave Riders. And that was raising a lot of money for charities. I wanted people to know that you could help support charities by you know, providing money, of course, and resources. But... For Tsunami Wave Riders, our job was to bring people together, learn about a cause, and then contribute to that cause. So Tsunami Wave Riders was about teaching people that everyone faces challenges in life, or what we call tsunamis. So then you learn how to ride the waves. So our job was to bring island party. Imagine Jimmy Buffett meets Santana in Hawaii. That's guy had hula dancers. That's how tropical we were. I looked up some of your videos on, on YouTube. So Gotta get the music. Seven years, had fun, got pulled into coaching because people would ask me, hey, you know, you have some business experience, why not you help us? So I ended up being a coach for coaches. So I got back into marketing, technology, training. Sound familiar? So I did all that, came back and wanted to help those who help others succeed. So I started helping a lot of the personal growth or, or professional development coaches mm-hmm. and I built programs for them. So came back in and it's that time when in 2014 I uh, got really sick in fact I got so sick that I in the middle of this career that was back on back into business I couldn't walk so I was basically walking in a cane and all my joints were very inflamed and um, then I had my stagmus my eyes started shaking and and basically, imagine having vertigo every three to five minutes, like an earthquake hit. I faced that for several months after a while, you know, you start to, you can't focus, you can't think, you can't walk, because now not only am my joints hurting, but I'm falling from being dizzy. And that's uh, when I almost gave up. Like, you just start to think, you know what, here I am running at tsunami speed, right? Like to do a lot of different things to basically not being able to do anything. Here I was normally used to doing the job of three or four people, because I'm a workaholic. But then that couldn't work at all. So in 2015, early 2015, probably the darkest part of my life. And here I was, entrepreneurial, and just sitting down, actually lying down, not doing anything. And uh, my daughter had given me a video, conspiracy, she said, hey, you should watch this conspiracy. I had nothing else to do. So I, I watched it and went, whoa, You know, this is pretty interesting. And then she said, you should watch Forks Over Knives, too. So I watched Forks Over Knives. And that's when I said, hey, wait a minute. Here I am, used to running full steam. And I couldn't move at all now. And I said, what do I got to lose? Now, you got to remember, I'm from Hawaii, right? I love meat. Hawaiians, we love our pork and chicken and beef. And we love to eat. So... I gave it all up, basically overnight. I washed forks over knives May 22nd. I remember this because May 23rd, I turned vegan. Gave it up. My daughter said no. She she probably didn't think I was going to make it because she'd been trying to convince me to go vegan for 11 years. I mean, for 10 years, she was vegan before me. Mm -hmm. So I went vegan, and within 30 days, I actually could walk again, without a cane.
1: What was your illness, actually? Was it ever properly diagnosed?
0: No, you know, they said it was neurological, but the inflammation was, I mean, I had gout, major gout, mm-hmm. and not just a case of gout. You know, people say, oh, you have gout on a, your big toe, for instance. I had gout on all my joints, my fingers, my knees, my toes, and not just, you know, one big toe, like to here. So some doctors thought it was a RA as well. So... I had a a lot of of different issues, and once the inflammation went away, I could start to walk more, I could exercise, and then within six weeks of going plant-based, my nystagmus, which is the shaking of the eyes, went away too, so then I could focus. So here I am, six weeks later, I'm able to walk, I'm able to work, and I can think, I can focus, and this is where I got mad, as a training guy, where I'm used to studying, and and learning different things, and I, I pride myself, right, of, of being able to absorb things fast and, and do stuff. And here I was, pissed because out of the five different doctors I had visited, none of them said, you know what, you may want to try to eat more fruits and vegetables. None. Mm-hmm. You know, you might want to give up some meat, give up that dairy, give up that cheese, you know, that you love. not one of them said, you know, this would be a, a course of action. And that's when I jumped in, tsunami-style, as usual, just gonna dove right in and said, you know what, I'm going to learn as much as I can. So I, I started studying everything, grabbing all the materials of YouTube and online, all the different research papers. And I was going to launch a, because I was collecting things, being the training guy that I am, I said, well, I'll just build a training program to educate others who don't know this because I'm pretty upset and feeling stupid, quite frankly, that I did not even think about this. I, I Remember, my daughter had been telling me this for 10 years. My wife had been telling me this for five years. And I basically, I felt really stupid that I didn't listen to them. So that's how I got started. I, I went in and jumped into, I was going to start a TV network. I literally was going to start a TV network with all of this information. I started contacting different uh, experts saying, hey, can I use your videos like to put them on this TV network? And they thought I was nuts. You know, first of all, if they said, who are you? No one knew I was. I mean, I, remember, this is six weeks after I turned vegan, <laughs> right? Six weeks. they were like, who the hell are you? I'm a very passionate guy, you know, and I'm very upset that I, people don't know about this like me. And here I was literally almost ready to give up. I mean, I was almost ready to say, you know what? I've done as much as I can. I feel like I'm losing this battle of my mind, right, of being able to work and, and do things. So I said, that feeling, I didn't want anyone else to feel. And fellow entrepreneurs out there will know what I mean. You know, entrepreneurs, we tend to do not just one thing. We tend to do two, three, four different things. So here, I wanted to make sure that other people knew that there was a solution, and that, you know, not just a solution, but it's a solution that worked pretty quick. So that's when I started building, uh, I was gonna build GoVegan TV, that was my site. And that's when my wife had introduced me to Nelson Campbell of Plant Pure Nation. Mm-hmm. And she said, Hey, you really got to check out this guy. He's launched this, this movement. He's, he's got a film, Plant Pure Nation, which has been screened. She had seen it. And he's trying to build communities. You might want to check him out. So, hmm, communities? I'll tell you what, maybe I. And I was actually going to trade services. I was like, Hey, I'll meet him up because I'll meet with them. He's, he's in Mebane, North Carolina. I'm in Charlotte, two and a half hours away. I'll meet up with him. Maybe we can partner. Maybe he can promote Go Vegan TV, and I can help him build a community program. That's what I did before, right? I met with him. I'm telling you, Jerry, this guy is—he's the real deal. You know, he's extremely passionate about helping others, sincere and authentic. And I've been meeting a lot of people, especially in the coaching space, where there's a lot of people who are very, very passionate about helping. But Nelson took it to a whole nother level. You know, he wanted to, to basically take this plant-based movement and spread it around the world fast. And it was just like I like to do things, you know, tsunami stuff. So rather than partner, I ended up working for him. And I became the chief information officer for Plant Nation. And this was back in July 2015. Now imagine this. I only went vegan in May. Right. The end of May. And
1: in July, you're the chief information officer yeah. for, for pure Nation.
0: By, by July 2nd and the film launched July 4th, you know, by July 9th, I was speaking with Dr. T. Colin Campbell at uh, Summerfest in Pennsylvania, which is an awesome event. And, you know, it's a five day event. So here I am speaking to all these fellow vegans here and I've only been vegan for two months. So that was nuts. But again, met up with a lot of people, and since then, plant Pure Nation, and we launched the film in 2015, mid-2015. By early 2016, we had built a support community. Remember, I was building communities before, right? So we took the same kind of system. We basically had 400 local plant-based support groups launched in 11 countries, and that was within six months. So... Uh, by the time we we launched these, we were we were basically working with a lot of passionate people. Some of them already had groups out there. And again, what was our goal? To promote this message of plant-based nutrition. I was so upset again that people didn't know about this. So local groups were out there were helping people to learn more about it and provide a support system to to people locally in their city, so they could meet up, have potlucks, go visit plant-based restaurants or visit restaurants and and just have some camaraderie and not feel like they were alone.
1: What what exactly was your role here as the chief information officer? What kind of systems were you putting in place to, to achieve that?
0: Well, we had to think about it this way. Since we were we're trying to go global fast, and again, using technology to accelerate that, we and we didn't have any money. Think about this. It was a very I mean you you build a film and you you spend money on the film, you're not it's not like you had a whole bunch of tickets being sold, you know, but although we did launch in a hundred theaters, but This was a social movement, right, that Nelson was trying to launch. So we ended up uh, building off a WordPress system, simple WordPress system, but building a community system. So we built a portal, and each group had their own section. Imagine Facebook, but all plant-based. So we built this system that was basically a plant-based Facebook uh, with 400 different groups in there. Uh, And then we we built resources, since I'm, uh, again, building on that whole training and education piece. We wanted to educate people on plant-based nutrition, but we wanted to educate the group leaders. Again, build a scalable training program. Essentially, we wanted to build the largest training and education program on plant-based nutrition ever done in the world. So we built the resources. Uh, you know, On my board of advisors, we have Dr. T. Colin Campbell, Dr. Michael Greger, Dr. Uh, Neil Barnard. So we had a lot of content that we could leverage. And we did. So we built these programs, start to train the, the leaders. And then we turned that program into a nonprofit. So now Plant Pure Communities runs uh, plantpurecommunities.org. They run this uh, pod program. And so I took the program and uh, we, we have a team, big team. I say big team, big team in terms of heart, a lot of heart very small teams of the number of people. We took this and we passed it on to Plant Your Communities. So Plant Your Communities now manages the program and it's still growing. And so that was last year. Now, in addition to this pod program, people kept coming to us. And you probably heard, heard this too. People said, well, great message. I'm glad you have the support program, but I don't have the time to prepare plant based I don't have the expertise to do this. And I don't think I'm really that good at it. I'm not sure I'd want to be a, a vegan cook or plant-based mm-hmm. cook. Uh, and uh, I don't have the money for this. It's too expensive you know, to eat plant-based, and it's just too hard. And we said, how do we address this problem? So my next problem was, how do we increase the adoption rate of plant-based meals? So in the film Pure Nation, we walk people through. We show people. Uh, we, it's a documentary, so it actually shows people on this journey uh, of going plant-based. But one of the things we did was we, we provided meals to people and created what we call a jumpstart program. So,
1: so that was like a package for the people where, where they would get everything that
0: they needed to eat. Right. And then it was like ten. it was like 10 days of meals. And that's it. It was 10 days, not 30 days, not a year program. We're talking 10 days. So we created 10 days' worth of meals. We created uh, basically 10 meals that are plant-based. Not just plant-based, but whole food plant-based. So, you know, fruits, festivals, legumes, your whole grains. And put this together and we created a frozen meal package. So it was convenient. One, you could, could be shipped to them. They could cook it whenever they could put it in a microwave or, or put it in a warming oven. It's warming ovens a very portable oven. But they could just put it in the microwave if they wanted. Whole food, we had to try to make it delicious. How do you make it tasty? Whole food plant based no oil. Very minimal or moderate salt and sugar. So it's uh, meant to be very, you know, super healthy. So how do we make it healthy? And then we had to make it affordable, too. So we ended up bringing the price down to about $7 a meal, including shipping. So people couldn't complain. So I was like, whole food, plant-based meals shipped to your door, super healthy. put it this way. We have 10 hospitals. 10 that are now implementing our meals as treatment. That's how healthy. This isn't your typical Nutrisystem or Jenny Craig where it's just about losing weight. You know, you can lose weight on junk food, just order a skinny coffin. We wanted to actually create a program that made you healthy on the inside and out. It was more about getting healthy. So we, we developed these meals, and we launched that last year in February, and that went off like gangbusters. People loved these meals, And we had to work on some of the formulas. And so we went through a year, got feedback, and during that time we launched not just a frozen food line, but we launched a dry food line. Because people were like, hey, I'm gluten-free, or I like organic vegetables, right? We want to get it from our local farmer's market. So we created a dry line called Kitchen Starters that would make it easy for people to add their own vegetables and own starch you remember the, I don't know, you probably maybe never had this, but there's an old hamburger helper type of uh, box my you know mother used to, to get. It had the, the beans and the spices and maybe some pasta. That's what we have. So we created these kitchen starters that people could, could be more flexible. So we have this frozen food line and then a dry food line all launched last year. Uh, another project I launched was the Plant Pure Summit. Yeah. So as part of the Part of the launch for the kitchen starters.
1: Before we get into that, I mean, I'm kinda imagined that some people are getting a bit blown away right now because you're just talking about this as yeah, we launched this and we launched that. You you launched two separate food product lines, frozen and, and dried, and that's like that could be two entire food startups, each on its own, basically. And you're just talking about it. Yet this this happened as we were growing Plant Pure
0: Nation. And and I'll stop here for a second to explain how much I love this team. At Plant Pure, and, and I got to tell entrepreneurs, as you're thinking, building the right team around you is so important. Everything that I told you about Plant Pure Nation, from the launching of the film to the support communities we built to creating a product line, a, a frozen food line is a food line is hard to lift. There's a reason why frozen foods are hard, really hard, because there's a, in terms of the freezing process itself and the shipping and a number of things that you run into, that's part of the, the dry food line. All of these different projects we've been able to do and basically take the ideas of the team and implement fast and nimble. Because uh, number one, my boss, uh, Nelson Campbell, the CEO of Plant Pure Nation, is extremely open to hearing people's ideas. And he was very careful about the team he selected. So, as he brought in people, he wanted to bring people that were passionate, that just didn't know the task. Like, it's one thing to say, Oh, I have a marketing person. It's another thing to bring in a marketing person that was passionate about the plant based lifestyle.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: You know, so when he had those people, my team, my fellow team members, and remember, here I am running now uh, information. We had built the infrastructure, so now I'm running operations. So became operations. Now I'm actually the chief marketing officer. So I'm, now that we built the operations, built the products, now I'm marketing the products. So this team has been nimble, and not just in terms of coming up with the ideas and, and being able to do things, but everyone knows two, three, four different things. Our team right now, just so you know the, the size of Plant Pure Nation, we basically have approximately seven people. Seven. Seven total single digit total Wow! it's a seven (laughs) now with the plant pure communities they've you know when we i told you plant pure communities went off on its own it's a non-profit we had more people that that went to that organization but as of right now plant pure nation is seven people and uh, seven well seven to nine we have uh, two people that uh do other projects for us but they're let's say nine nine people that that work with us and they all do like you said um If one person is available, another person can take over because we cross over and they're very passionate. So if you find people with multiple skill sets, two, are passionate about your business, and three, you have a leader that's willing to listen, I mean, truly listen and incorporate those ideas uh, into the business and take a chance. A lot of times Nelson has listened and said, I don't know if what you say is. You know what you your your is gonna work, but I'm gonna take a chance. All of those things together helped us to do, to me, the job of a 20 person, 40 person company. And to do it not just to do the job of many people, but to do it in a very short time frame. You know, like um, well, you know, in the Plant Pure Summit that we launched, to put this in perspective, the Plant Summit was Basically, we, we used it to launch the Plant Pure Kitchen Starters, that dry line. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to bring together people, and this is Nelson's uh, vision. I just made it come, uh, I made it happen. But basically, he wanted to bring together people from different areas of the uh, of the plant-based movement. So healthcare, which is I mean the nutrition side of things, to animal advocacy, to sustainability or the environment. So we brought together different experts. And the problem was, every time we found an expert, we'd say, oh, that's great. Oh, wait a minute, what about this person? Well, we gotta add this person. So this small launch, which was supposed to be a summit, maybe maybe 21 speakers, a typical web summit, and a telesummit, a lot of people know it as telesummits, are just audio podcast type of conferences people call on a phone, and you have 21 speakers, we ended up creating a web video summit. Video was a lot more complicated. So we created a video summit with 60 speakers, but when all was said and done. It ended up having the most speakers, so it was basically the largest web-based video, video summit ever done on the internet. And we did it all within two months. So from, from development, to launch was 2 months.
1: That's insane. That's seriously, I mean I, I I've been involved in a couple I've seen people do internet summits before and even for, you know, regular sized ones, the idea is to kind of give yourself 3 to 4 months to to pull it all off without going crazy. So if you pull it off with 60 speakers and do it all in 2 months, that's uh,
0: Well, that's you insane. understand that. Cuz Jerry yeah. A typical 21, thats I mean, it, you need three to four months or more just for a 21-speaker event. So here we are trying to pull together 60 speakers who we have to film. Not everyone even had a web camera. We, There's a lot of logistics to deal with. And we did it all within two months. That includes the marketing piece of it. So we ended up having uh, about 20, almost 22,000 people show up all online. We had 60 speakers. We recorded it. And it's, you know, now the Plant Your Summit's actually available in our store. So we recorded, and out of that, we turned it into multiple products. So we had all these videos that now we could take and and promote all these speakers and the great things they're doing, but we could promote Plant Your Nation. We created an online program out of it. I now have the content for three books, okay? And then we have transcriptions, audio for for podcasts, of course, the video— As well, So we basically created four different product lines from one event. And they called it Tsunami Style. Go big, go fast, and really do multiple things at once. So we launched that in September of 2016. And uh, it was just really a mind-blowing experience because there's no way I could have done it by myself. But I had team members because they were passionate, were willing to spend weekends and and working till midnight and two and three in the morning to get this done.
1: And was that your same team of nine people who'd already developed
0: the the food lines? That's it, the same group. And so here we are, we launched this web summit, and now that brings us to 2017. So that was September of 2016. So in our timeline, we got all the feedback, right? We had the meals out for about a year. Some a year, people are like, oh, it's too spicy this, or, you know, we, we need to make changes here. And that's a good entrepreneur when you're, you're monitoring. If you've got systems to monitor and get that feedback and actually take the time to incorporate that feedback, you can do some wonderful things.
1: How do you do that? Like what, what kind of systems do you have in place for, for that specifically?
0: It's so easy now. Think about it. You have Facebook groups. So our Plant Pure Facebook group, which was created for the summit, uh, we end up, it's, we're at 20, I want to say 22, no, maybe even more now, Twenty, maybe 22,000 Facebook fans, Facebook members in a group. Not a fan page, but an actual group. So within the group, we're able to create polls, right? So you can set up surveys within the poll. You don't have to use SurveyMonkey or some other platforms. Just build it right there because what happens is people see people responding and then they want to jump in too. Oh yeah, this too. And so when they see that, that's probably been the most impactful way of getting feedback. Um, Another thing is we provided a... I use Smartsheets combined with Google apps. So in Smartsheets.com, we're able to create quick forms, which uh, we can then monitor. And I created a quick testimonial. page, So we got feedback there. Another system we use was VidRack.com. So in VidRack, it allowed people to, with their smartphone or with their computer, easily just quick, click on the record button and record a testimonial or provide us feedback through video. So we were able to collect video through vidrack.com. We were able to collect text through um, our smart sheets, uh, which is combined with our Google apps. Then we were able to use Facebook to get that engagement and use the polls and surveys there. So we got a ton of feedback, both on our fan page and our, our Facebook group, that we could incorporate. And then we have to sift through that material. So we had a, you know, basically a person to take the content, make sure we a- add it all together, so we got a lot of testimonials, both good and bad, right? The idea is you turn your failures, your unsatisfied customers, and you, and you make it uh, positive. So we went back and said, thank you for your feedback. And so we've been improving. So right now, we're up to our 3.0 version, which we just launched today. As of today, we launched the PlantPure, uh, we call them entrees, the frozen meals. We launched Plant Pure entrees on Amazon. So... Right now, we took that feedback, and let me put it this way, Jerry. The, the line of meals we created today are so different. I almost feel like calling it a different line altogether, because we added ingredients. We took away some ingredients. We really took to heart these uh, this feedback from people and incorporated it into this new line, which we just launched, and... From, I'm talking from everything from the meals themselves to the packaging. We had people complaining about boxes, saying, hey, you say you're sustainable, but you need to walk the walk. And again, another tidbit for entrepreneurs, watch what you do and you better walk the walk in every aspect of your business. So we turned around and said, you know what? You're right. So we, we took a look at our boxes and the liner we put in for the frozen meals. And we said we've got to do better, so we created environmentally friendly boxes. So now we have at least 95% or more uh, environment, you know, biodegradable, for instance, uh, in in our, yeah. boxing materials. We took all of that, packaged it, and took it online to through Amazon. So now on Amazon, uh, for the first time ever for us, we have whole food, plant-based, frozen meals shipped uh, all around uh, the. Continental United States, you know, the 48 states here in the U.S. And we're just starting. So we're starting here, and then we plan to expand uh, internationally.
1: So basically anyone, even if they're not a member of the Plan Pure community or anything, they can just go on Amazon and and get the meals delivered.
0: That's right. And that's the thing. I've always told entrepreneurs as I coach them, I always say, you got to think big. And, And Amazon, what we wanted to do was we needed a distribution channel where we could take things mainstream. Just think about it. In the plant-based world, you have a vegan space. And technically, you have I believe in the US 7% right are veg-friendly, vegetarians or vegans. And then out of that 7%, 2% are vegan. It's growing. But you have 36% of people in the US in total. 36% are willing to try plant or are already try plant-based alternatives, whether it's almond milk or soy milk or fake meats. So that means you've got this 29% difference of people people who are not plant-based that are the large, largest consumers of plant-based products. So you, you've got to watch where you're marketing. A lot of the things for plant-based entrepreneurs is that we tend to focus in marketing only in the vegan groups or only in the plant-based groups. When I'm like, hmm, remember, I'm coming from outside the plant-based marketing space, right? So I'm thinking, well, why don't we just hit everybody? I mean, the benefits apply to everyone, you know, considering the obesity rates alone, let alone obesity related diseases like heart disease and type two diabetes. So there's a lot of different markets that you could market this to, a lot of different types of groups. So we expanded out of the plant-based mindset and went to Amazon and even within Facebook. A lot of people do Facebook advertising. Don't just put vegan. Don't just put plant-based. You got to think about the benefits of your product. So, for instance, our products help people who have type 2 diabetes. We can actually get people off their medicines within 30 to 60 days. So,
1: on, on Facebook, you wouldn't really be targeting vegans. You would be targeting people who face type 2 diabetes. Does that exist on Facebook? Yes. I know that sometimes it can be really hard to target those ads to people with with medical problems. For some reason, Facebook and, and Twitter, for instance, they... They don't like you reminding people of the issues that they have, even if you have a proper solution for them. You're you're sometimes not allowed to to advertise it. You know, you,
0: we can put type two diabetes, heart disease. You know, you if you take a look at uh, it, and this is just by I think Facebook and a lot of the other social media are the the, the people that are using it in different ways that maybe Facebook hadn't envisioned. You know, you you have these support groups that are being created. And so naturally you have type two diabetes support groups or just diabetes support groups in general to weight loss support groups to heart disease, uh, cancer, you know, is another 11 cancers um, are, are are seen as chronic or obesity related uh, cancers. So these are the groups that we look at and I'm not talking about spamming and going in there into a Facebook group, but you can see you can join these groups, you can find out, you can participate, you can learn, and you can respond. If you do this and engage those communities, then uh, it gives you a sense of what their pain points are. And then you can tailor your Facebook ads specific to those pain points. So that's what we've been able to do. And again, again, thinking beyond plant-based or vegan keywords, and you know, be, thinking of long-tail keywords much longer, and focusing on things that are what I call mainstream issues. And again, and this is a, not just plant-based entrepreneurs, but entrepreneurs in general, we tend to we tend to sell the features rather than the destination, right? So we, t- yeah. and we sell the plane instead of the destination. So we like to focus on features. Oh, and, you know, in my meals, for instance, right, in, in the whole food plant-based meals, we can say, you know, our meals – are designed with the, the, the flash freezing process, makes them fresh, blah, blah, blah. Rather than saying the meals will help you, you know, provide you energy, can help lower your LDL, you know, your, your blood cholesterol level by 15 to 25% on average. The destination, okay? The solution
1: rather than just the feature. Features.
0: yeah. And so selling those features, and, and sometimes there are certain features that make sense. Maybe that's what people look for. But I'm saying is don't get caught up Focusing only on the features, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's a reason why we say, oh, identify your features and benefits. They're not together. Features and benefits are separate. Okay, so the idea is to make sure you understand what your features are and your benefits, but make sure you promote the benefits more. So we were able to do that and leverage different channels, Facebook, Twitter, uh, of course, our website and, and Amazon. And then building other mechanisms like webinars online to, to teach people about plant-based nutrition, to teach people how to lower their blood cholesterol levels. So we have, uh, even for companies, how to create plant-based corporate wellness programs. So we have a number of different uh, marketing materials and really what we call, I call marketing mediums that we use to get the word out in multiple places. and That's another thing I see entrepreneurs make a big mistake. Sometimes people say, listen, I don't have the time to do everything, so they end up focusing their marketing on Facebook, for instance, mm-hmm. just Facebook ads. It's a big, to me, uh, I guess it depends on the market, but for me, in general, I've seen uh, that I try to hit three or more, three to five marketing channels, you know, rather than just focusing on one. In the case of us, we have our website, nation.com, right? Our store sites built off that, built off a Shopify system. So we can use that. We can use Facebook ads. We can use Amazon as a marketing channel. We can use Google and uh, market that way. We have a number of influencers, bloggers who are promoting us as well. We have an affiliate program now with our shopping cart system with Shopify. So there's a lot of different mechanisms, different ways we can promote our products and services and divide us we're not basically putting all our eggs in one basket
1: yeah Now, sorry for you know tracking back to the same thing again but that all of that with a team of
0: nine people oh here's the thing i'll tell people this i'm a lazy hawaiian i would rather be on a beach or in a hammock or playing music i have to know how to water three plants with one hose so as you know, as long as you know how to what hose you're using, it's the right hose. You can do so much rather than taking a little cup of water, you know, each time you take a hose. So we're using technology to accelerate things. So here are the key technologies we use. Number one, have a slam in CRM, customer relationship management system, and mm-hmm. I know a lot of people will use like Constant Contact or Mailchimp, and that's good for contact management, but I'm talking about a CRM where you can manage your sales process. What are you using? Greenrope. Greenrope.com. And, and Greenrope is kind of like an infusion soft CRM, but uh, it's just, uh, number one, it's it's cheaper, and it does about 10 different things. So within our Greenrope CRM, it's a project management system. The event management with ticketing includes your typical contact management, all included, financial management piece for it, So and it's got tracking mechanisms. Uh, there's just a lot of it's, it's be a web builder and landing page builder. So there's a lot of different pieces that go into this CRM. So we manage a lot of our stuff through the green road. Number two, we use Google Apps. So in Google Apps, all of our shared documents to our spreadsheets from our Google on Google Drive, all of that and all of our communication is done through uh, Google Apps. So we, and that's linked to the CRM, which is integrated as well. So all of that's integrated together. And then we have a really good social media management system. So I had built a system called TsunamiSize. If you go to tsunamisize.com, it actually allows us to manage multiple accounts, kind of like Hootsuite, but Mm -hmm. imagine Hootsuite combined with a Canva.
1: So you can actually create content within the, the app and then
0: schedule it to publish. So you can schedule, you can monitor your mentions, you can create the content, and you can find the content. So we actually have it in like YouTube and Google and all of it built in within into the system. So you can find content as well and, and post it. So all of it done in one system. And so we use that, um, again, TsunamiSize.com to manage all the social media in one place.
1: This is something that's available to, to use or to, to s- subscribe
0: to? Or... Uh, there's yeah. a free version and then there's a paid version. So even the free version just you know, limits the number of posts, but you can still use it for free. And I think the paid version is like $20 a month or something. So you have this system to manage all your social media. You have a CRM to manage the rest of your business. And then I use a system called Pitchbox. So Pitchbox allows me to contact bloggers. And to it's a CRM specifically to find influencers. And that's the thing. In this day and age, you need a way to contact people to help you. So you, you ask me, Ron, how do you... It's hard enough to build products with a small team. But then how do you market with a small team as well? The same team that's building is the same thing doing the marketing, mind you. So we use Pitchbox to reach out to influencers and to CRM for influencers. So that allows us to reach out and find people who then become, uh, basically help us to promote plant-based nutrition and help us to promote plant Nation. So my team of nine people actually has an army of people that talk about Plant Pure Nation all the time. Whether it's in our Facebook group with our 22,000 members in our Facebook group, whether it's the 50,000 people that are on our fan page, whether it's the 43,000 people on our email list, we have a lot of different people. uh, uh, and, And the way we communicate with people, we tell them about our mission. If you can get people on board to understand your end goal of what you're trying to do, and they buy into it, meaning they fully understand what you're trying to do, you're transparent with them, and you're authentic. I don't just have nine people that are supporting my cause. We have hundreds of thousands of people that talk about plant-pure nation that know our end goal here is to promote the power of whole food plant-based nutrition to not just prevent or stop these chronic diseases like cancer and heart disease and type 2 diabetes, but even reverse these diseases in their later stages, which has been proven. We have the scientific evidence to back this up, which is why I can say it. That mission is something people can behind. If you take it even a step further and say, and our hope is that people go plant-based, live the plant-based lifestyle, not just to improve health, but to save millions, billions of animals every year and protect the earth, its resources, and the lives of future generations on this planet. When I can say that clear and concisely, and people can understand what we're doing and how it all fits, whether it's the film, the meals, the support programs, the summit, the the dry line, all of these things together, you can see where they're aligned and how they help. When people can see that, the sky's the limit. You can go tsunami big and fast because again, a tsunami is not just a small wave. Uh, A tsunami is a wave built upon another wave, built upon another wave, built upon another wave. When you combine that together, that power, do anything
1: now just listening to you speak right now i have to ask do you do any more business coaching at all because right now what you've just given this this insight into how you think and how you approach business i mean that's gold
0: right there i obviously being a plant-based entrepreneur i absolutely love one helping plant-based entrepreneur i can help a lot of entrepreneurs mind you because you know business is business right however when I can take it and put together scenarios and demos that speak specifically to a cause. And I talk about tribe, you know, some businesses don't build tribes, they just sell widgets. In the plant-based space, we build tribes. A tribe is where you have a fanatic follower who do anything to help the village. We have this large tribe of citizens of Plant Pure Nation. We all know what's at stake. We have things with Plant Pure Nation plan for the future. I have tsunami seminars where I do workshops and seminars and we have our tools. I like the tsunami size tool, for instance, if they go to tsunamiseminars.com, that's my business that I had before I joined Plant uh, Pure Nation, and that's still running. You know, so I I, I do coach on the side and help businesses. But uh, again, the the key for Plant Pure Entrepreneurs to understand is, unlike a typical entrepreneur, to me, and I'm biased, there's so much at stake. For every day, you're not out there. Like a lot of people say, well, you know, I used to hate this. And Jerry, this is one of my pet peeves. When people would say, I've attended all this training and education. I'm going through workshops and seminars. And I asked them, oh, really? So, you know, I mean, literally like one year training programs. And so what have you built? And they go, well, I'm still learning. And I go, really? Because you told me your product or your service could save Hundreds of thousands of people if they just did this, one thing. So for every day, for every second, that your message isn't out there, that you're not providing this program or this service, or this product, how many people are suffering? And that's what drives me to do what I do at Plant Pure Nation, to move as fast as we do. Because we know people are dying from diseases they don't have to die from. Millions of animals are suffering for every person that's like a carnivore. That. To me, I'm not just plant-based. I do consider myself a vegan. So I am a, I'm, I'm in it for the animals as well. So I see entrepreneurs that don't have a sense of urgency in what they're doing. I go, no, 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 no. What you're doing is so important. So if you did the math and calculate how many people you could save or how many animals you could save or what the impact is. Because, you know, there's those stats, right? Every second there's so many acres of, of Amazon forest that's, you know, devastated from deforestation. Really? Okay, now do the math. For every second, you're not out there. that Your product's not doing anything. What's the impact? Take that. Use that as motivation. Okay, the fact is you got to get out there and stop wasting time training or trying to build things to perfection. That's what my point is. Stop waiting until you've learned everything. Stop. Just stop waiting. Just do it. Jump in. Oh, I don't want to do that webinar because I don't know everything about webinars. Well, then learn. Do it. Find people out there to help, but do it. Don't keep making the excuse that you're waiting for the right people to come into your life. You're going to wait for them. No, you go look for them, not wait for them. Oh, I don't have the right technology. I don't understand technology. Then go to Odesk where you can find resources or to Fiverr. Go find people that can help you. Um, there's so many virtual assistants now that will be out there to help you. Um, oh, well, my product is not ready yet really? How about you start blogging now? Start getting the information out there. Like when I built the summit, we literally filmed it, right? Took it and turned that one thing, the time into four different products. So you can interview people, use your expertise, turn that into a product and start selling right now get the word out about your message and say, I've got a program coming or a product coming that's based off of the, the feedback or this great expertise we brought in from these experts. So there's ways to, to start even generating revenue right now without technically having your own ready-made product. Again, uh, there are affiliate programs out there where you can choose products out there from other people where they pay you a small affiliate commission or sometimes a large. I've had products that are like 50% affiliate that I then promote and start to get my name out there. But as an entrepreneur, you can either make your products, you sell other people's products, or do a combination. But get out there and start spreading the message about what you're trying to do because every second that your solution isn't out there, there's a problem that people are facing and, and are dying for.
1: That's that's a really strong message for any aspiring entrepreneur. Get get out there and start start doing
0: it. And don't think small. My nickname is Ronnie Tsunami and, and I was a musician, but I actually, when I was at the Pentagon, I was in charge of change management. One of the colonels said, hey, it seems like whatever gets washed away wasn't meant to be. They're kind of like a tsunami. So my nickname, Ronnie Tsunami, and then when I became a musician, I took the name Ronnie Tsunami as well.
1: So tsunami, that actually comes from, from the Pentagon? Yeah,
0: from the Pentagon. I, I mean, as an IT professional in, in, in change management. But, so I tell people, don't think small. You got to think big so you can see the vision and then think big strategically. But tactically, then you can take steps to, to make it happen, Okay. But you have to think both strategic and tactical. But too many plant-based entrepreneurs will tell me this. Oh, it's plant-based. It's a small market. There's only uh, 7% in the U.S. You know, and by the way, internationally, it's, you know, you've got the U.K., which is blowing up. Australia that's blowing up. India that's blowing up. So you think big. Think, how do I take this program globally? Now, tactically, you can say, okay, I'm going to launch in a region, in the U.S., and then scale up. But put it out there as far as what you want to do globally, because you'd be surprised when the message is out there, what you plan to do, how many people will see it, if you, if you promote it the right way, of what you're trying to do and go, I can help with that, or I know someone who can help you with that. And the next thing you know, you have another 100 people that are going, how can we help you make your vision of saving the earth or saving animals or saving people's lives come true?
1: And speaking of this, you know, I, I really wanted to ask you of the plan based market, where do you see some of the biggest opportunities right now?
0: Well, obviously the food is big because people in, within the food realm or within the, the food and beverage industry, plant-based, uh, it's growing by leaps and bounds. In fact, last year alone, we've seen an increase in the sale of products and service or food products by f- 1,500%. 1,500. I'm, that's a mind-blowing figure right there. But an increase of 1,500 percent, you know, there is so much growth within the plant-based movement, especially around food and beverage. By the way, this is data that I'm collecting from the food and beverage industry. This isn't like some, yeah. you know, uh, plant-based evangelist that's trying to give you the hurrah and say, hey, you should go into plant-based. No, no, no. If, all you've got to take a look is where the money's coming from. Take a look at the top investors in the plant-based market, whether it's Bill Gates, right, where we know Elon Take a look at Hampton Creek and the investment being put there, uh, Beyond Meat. Uh, All of these different companies are getting huge, I'm talking huge investments. There's actually full investment groups, like a a bunch of investors getting together to promote and to to invest in plant-based Yeah, uh, we've
1: we've had them on the show in in the past as well. And that's, well, one of the biggest reasons that the Plant-Based Entrepreneur Show really got started was just because we're at this point in in our history where the snowball has gained that critical mass and and started rolling downhill.
0: Yes, and that in itself is it's very exciting because if you take a look, I'm dying to find out how things work out five years from now because just to see the growth, the massive growth, it's 1,500% growth now, and like I said, in the food and beverage, but there are other industries too, right? We see that in clothing. We see that in apparel, right, but also shoes. I've seen products like dishwashing, not dishwashing, uh, laundry detergent. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen laundry detergent, plant-based laundry detergent. And you know what I love to do is I go to these veg fasts. And I go to the veg fest, and I see all these different vendors. There's so many ways. you know. Here's the thing, although we say the biggest industry is food and beverage, the fact is that as people find out more about the impact, which we see over and over again, people sharing on social media, then we, we see this huge growth in all markets. Food and beverage is the biggest just because when people think of vegan, they think of vegan food. They don't necessarily think of vegan clothing. But the fact is that if you can swap out something that people already eat, so for instance, cheese. Miyoko is a good friend of mine, and, and she's got she's winning awards at cheese shows. So when you can take a product that people love now OK, like cheese, like fake meats, like they love sausage now, but they they want to get healthier. They, they have a pain point. Or they don't want to eat animals anymore because they've seen the light. And the side, we're all connected. That's when you can if you can take something now and say, hey, I've got a solution that'll make you feel good. Well, it's physically, maybe spiritually. Right. In terms of like not killing animals. OK, and, and feel good that you're, you're doing something for your future generations, your, your kids and their grandkids and so on. When you can make them feel good by offering them a solution that also tastes good, okay? They understand the need. There is a need. My health is at stake here or the earth is at stake here. or Whatever their motivation is, you've got a solution for that as far as where I would focus my efforts as a plant-based entrepreneur. Now, obviously, there's other things that you could say technically people don't know about. They don't know they need it, but maybe you're going to educate them. All I'm saying is those are great, too like I'd make the argument that a lot of people didn't realize they could they needed an iPod until Apple created the iPod. Mm-hmm. Okay? Well, now, I mean you could go down that route too. I'm just saying it can take more market research, more time to build cuz you have to sell people on the uh the need. So find an existing need is my point.
1: And since you mentioned the, you know, next 5 years, what's what do you imagine where do you see this going if everything goes in the best possible way within the next few decades?
0: Well, geez, you know, they've got the whole 2040 and 2050. I've I've heard different numbers of by then, you know, most people will be plant-based, right? Or vegan. And that remains to be seen. Let me put it this way. I'd love to see that. That's what I'm going for. Everything I'm doing is along those lines. So what you're going to see is more people taking an interest, being healthy. So the question is, once people are healthy, what do they want to do? So the next phase Right, So if you've yeah. got products that make people healthy, what products do you have that'll help them leverage their health? Now that they're healthy, what do they want to do? Maybe they want to get the word out to their family and friends. So how do you get people to share the lifestyle, the, the plant-based lifestyle, or the vegan lifestyle with others? So I see a line of products specifically for that. Okay, now that they're healthy, what do they want to do? Well, if they're healthy and they're more conscious, if they're socially conscious, about the earth, about animals. What things would they want to do? Maybe they want to see farm sanctuaries. Hint, hint, that would be tours of farm sanctuaries. That you set up retreats, you know, geared to get these people who are now thinking healthy. So if people are thinking healthy, what's the next logical progression? Oh, I need exercise equipment because now I don't have inflammation. I can exercise. Oh really? Okay, well here are some exercise clothes that's plant-based friendly. That's another line of things that I want to build. Mm-hmm. Okay, tours. I want to visit. Now travel becomes big because now I can travel. I can do different activities. Okay, well now I'm putting together these retreats and vegan tours specifically for plant-based people, so you don't have to worry about accidentally walking into a, you know, a sausage shop, you know, out there and go, well, geez, I'm why am I in a butcher's market? Oh no, I'm in a, a plant-based tour for plant-based venues that we want to check out so again it's thinking about now that i'm healthy and not only am i healthy but i'm an environmentally animal conscious being if i am a conscious being now what are the things i want to do with this newfound health
1: ronnie once again i think this this interview probably has quite a few people just reeling so i really hope they'll they'll go over it again and and listen to it two or three times because that was just a heap of great information that you just dropped right now.
0: And I apologize. I I do tend to come off, uh, pun intended, like a tsunami (laughs) at people, like not just drinking out of a a, a fire hydrant, you know. So if you want to learn more about Plant-Pure Nation and everything we do, and I I invite, we, Nelson and I love it when plant-based entrepreneurs come to our site and ask us because people will say, hey, how do we get started in the movement? And if you watch the film Plant-Pure Nation, we tell people, get involved with the movement at the end. And so, visit plantpurenation.com, check out our store. We have a store there just to see the type of products. We'll give you an idea of what's out there and take a look at the way we market, but take a look at the communities. Go on our Facebook page uh, and our, join our Facebook group. We have a Facebook group just called Plant Pure and basically got 20,000 plus people in there. So just join it, you know, and, and connect and see and ask questions. Okay, that's the way we do it. It's, it's, we're meant to, to engage. And if they have any specific business questions, obviously they can contact me. Uh, my, my business website is tsunamiseminars.com, so it's got some business resources and and uh, some training that they can they can access there uh, and contact me as well. But you can contact me, and I'll give it out here. My email address, so everyone can email at plantpurenation is r.gandiza r.g.a.n.d.i.z.a r.gandiza at Plant Pure Nation. Dot com. And like I said, I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled about plant-based entrepreneurs and want to make sure we get more out there. So I may not get to your questions right away, but I welcome the questions.
1: Awesome. I think, I think you'll be getting quite a few emails
0: from, from this. I, I look forward to it. And, and thank you. I want to thank you for the invite, Jerry. Well, no uh, thank cause...
1: you for joining me today. That, that was really amazing for, for me as well to, to hear all of that. I mean I'll I'll get to hear it all over again when when we're doing the editing so I'm really looking forward to it because I know that with interviews like that usually the the show notes end up being like three or four pages long and and then we have to decide what we're going to take out so just so we can do our website article <laughs> that that was really great talk thanks for joining me and um thank you I hope to, to have you on the show again sometime in the future so so we can see where, where this thing moves. Anytime, anytime. Yeah, awesome, Ron. Have an awesome day. Wow. Okay, that was episode 25 of the Plant-Based Entrepreneur Show with Ronnie Tsunami, and I'm guessing you now understand why he got that nickname. I mean, talk about drinking from the fire hose indeed, eh? Now, if you missed any of the things that we talked about, don't worry, because we put up a recap of the episode and links to everything that was mentioned. Websites, people, books, apps, it's all in the show notes at theplantbasedentrepreneur.com forward slash show forward slash episode 025. And our website is also where you can get your free copy of Plant Based Business Ideas. That's our insider report on the biggest vegan business opportunities right now. And if there's anything at all that you'd like to tell us, any questions or comments about the podcast, you can always reach me directly on Instagram at jerry__sever, that's S-E-V-E-R, or by email on jerry at theplantbasedentrepreneur.com. I always love hearing your feedback and finding out about all the cool things that are happening in the vegan space. Now, that concludes our show for today. I'll talk to you again next week. And until then, stay awesome and remember, the future is plant-based.